0: Part One, Act Five of Aladdin, or The Wonderful Lamp, by Adam Ollenschlager. Translated by Theodore Martin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Fifth The Entrance to the Sultan's Palace. First Sentinel. What do I see?
1: What a great swarm of men is coming to the palace down the street! A grand procession of distinguished strangers. Princes they are, that's clear. Run, Hassan, run and let the Sultan know with your best haste that several princes from distant lands are on the road to visit him today.
0: Exit Second Sentinel Eighty black and white slaves enter slowly in procession, the black bearing the vases on their heads. After them enters Morgiana, sumptuously clad, attended by six female slaves. Solomon, attended by his vizier and bodyguard, meets them on the steps of the palace. As the first slave reaches the top, he speaks.
2: Welcome, my trusty and beloved kinsman, welcome. Great, yea, most great, the joy that fills our heart, to see you here thus... UNEXPECTEDLY. THE SLAVE KNEELS.
3: I am a slave, O mighty lord, no prince, the eightieth merely in this long array. Most humbly we approach here at thy feet to lay the gifts Aladdin promised thee.
2: YOU, slaves, and thus right royally attired, from him, the tail, the stripling, from Aladdin?
3: YES, mighty sultan.
2: And the aged dame attended by these lovely creatures is?
3: His
4: mother, sire.
2: His what? The tailor's widow?
0: Morgiana throwing back her veil.
4: The same, most mighty Sultan. So you don't know me again? That's probably because I wear a veil.
2: Vizier. My gracious liege. What say you now? <sighs> I'm dumb. "'I'm petrified.' "'Come on, dear madam, to the palace. "'Come, and there you shall awake me from my dream.'
4: "'Ah, not a bit of it's a dream, Sir Sultan. "'Tis simple, downright, plain, straightforward fact, "'and not a grain of witchcraft in it all. "'Come, follow slaves, me and your master. "'Come.'
2: "'If this be not a dream, and no delusion,' Who soon will be Aladdin's bride. The slaves shout.
3: Long live great Solomon. Long live Aladdin.
0: Exit into the palace. A beautiful marble bath. Aladdin waited on by invisible fairies. Parabino, their queen.
5: Fair youth, we wait thy pleasure. Lo, all thou seest is thine. Here all thy heart but yearned for, In magic light doth shine. The chamber's lofty arches Are bold and sculptured fair, And walls of polished marble Are round thee everywhere. With sand of alabaster The floor is softly strewn. The bath exhales the perfume Of sweet flowers newly blown. Its surface like a mirror Reflects thy visage near. O oh, see the limpid water As starry diamonds clear. Here to the right a fountain of icy coolness flows. Along a bed it wimples of the lily and the rose. Here to the left is streaming a river's tiny arm. It gushes from the mountain, and it is soft and warm. Then mingle at thy pleasure, the means are by thy side. The cool flower-shaded brooklet with the glowing rock-born tide. And when with quickened vigor thou leavest the waters bright, Fair maiden hand shall dry thee and lap thee in delight.
1: Ha! voice of sweetness! let me see thy mouth the flute through which thy witching accents flow why dost thou hide thyself o beauteous rose so cruelly the whilst a nightingale trills on thy crimson petals her glad strain
5: content thee youth content thee with the perfume of the rose seek not to view nor fondle what are but airy shows we are here above around thee but of earth thy glances be the creatures of the element they pierce but cannot see then such fond wishes banish, learn thou our might to prize, ourselves we show but rarely in earthly women's guise. O oh, dear young man, but rarely, and ne'er in an open day, in the bath before a stripling so frolicsome and gay.
1: O oh, pain in every pleasure, every joy.
0: The fairies sing.
6: Play ye limpid waters fondly, bound these limbs so sweetly rounded, make the sturdy sinews pliant. Hard and strong the youthful nerves.
1: How? Was it not as though the water sang?
5: Cool is now thy
6: hot blood's crimson, sweetly, sweetly is thy heart refreshed,
5: glorious are, are thy locks, locks resplendent,
6: from the bath new nerved arise.
1: How? Was it not as though the ether rang?
6: From the bath new nerved arise.
1: I rise. What tones! What rapturous sensation! By Zephyr's viewless pinions I am fanned, By breezes which a fragrant warmth have drawn from the deep bosom Of a bursting rose.
5: Now let beauty come apace To the bath with rosy grace, Strength too rough or grown with hair, Hasting from his forest lair.
0: Strength and beauty, A giant and a fairy, enter, But are also invisible to Aladdin the former bearing a sponge, the latter bearing a hyacinth. Strong art thou, but at my
7: bidding greater strength shall soon be thine.
6: Fair art thou, but soon, Aladdin, shalt thou fairer be at mine.
7: Every few shall swell and harden underneath my rubbing hand.
6: Every limb I'll round and soften with this flower from fairyland.
7: Ampler still must be thy shoulders, stalwart each and rounded well.
6: In thine eyes, a deeper hazel shall love's secrets sweetly tell.
7: Now thy chest is narrow. Quickly shall it arch in
6: amplest might.
7: Cheek. To me,
6: too like a maiden's, Seems thy rosy luster bright.
7: Let the back in sinewy vigor, Like hewn marble, smoothly shine.
6: Only just a trifle smaller Must I make those lips of thine.
7: Rather by thy feet, and stronger, Like a rock, thou'lt stand in place.
6: Thine shall be a just proportion, not too tall to move with grace.
7: Boldly shall thy lofty forehead tell of spirit, power, and pride.
6: Arching eyebrows shall betoken worth doth there with strength abide.
7: Beauty, he is not a maiden, but a man. Then have a care.
6: Right. So they must droop serenely, with a high and thoughtful air.
7: Straighter still the swelling gaunches, and the arm an oaken root.
6: Whiter still the fair round fingers, smaller too must be the foot.
7: In thy heart I power, all glowing hero's blood, unstained by guile.
6: Love's pure flame, the sweet, the holy, thus unto thine eyes I smile.
7: Thy foes be vowed terror, like a lion to pursue.
6: Bloom thou, ever loved of beauty, and to loving beauty true. Thus Thus have have I, I, O youth youth beloved, beloved, all my gifts
7: bestowed on thee. thee. Henceforth may thy life be sunshine, ever happy, ever free. free.
0: They vanish.
2: The Sultan's Palace. Solomon, Aladdin. To Allah and the Prophet I give thanks that such a worthy son in law have sent me. Thy wealth I scarcely yet can comprehend. Surpassing is thy beauty. Spirit, health, and constancy are beaming in thine eyes. O noble youth, thou dost deserve my daughter. Of that I am well convinced. Another man would ask, perchance, How thou camest by thy wealth, Who, what thou art, and more. So do not I. Since thou, to keep this secret, thinkest meet, Doubtless thou hast good reasons of thine own, Which, though I knew, what better should I be? I see well what thou hast. But how thou hast it, I do not know. For better do I know how I, or any other child of Adam, have what we have, enough to know the what. Tis only fools make question of the how.
1: Great Sultan, these your noble words of wisdom refresh my soul, as morning dews that fall from the high cedar's top refresh the bush which seeks a shelter in its giant shade.
2: To-morrow then, and with the dawn, my son, we celebrate in state thy nuptial feast. The bee, great sultan,
1: yearneth not at morn more fondly for the rose's honeyed cup than I to rest within her arms divine. The grass, bent with the stormy rains of night, not more impatiently awaits the sun to lift its head with added strength anew than I, bowed down by love's long feverish watch, await the gracious smiling of her eyes. Yet I entreat, the marriage, O my sire, May be postponed but for some little space, Till in the square, before the palace here, I have a mansion built, May worthily receive a mistress so unparagoned.
2: My son, I will concede the boon you ask. How long will you require to be prepared? That
1: I cannot with certainty foretell. But this at least I know, Twill not be long. "'My masons are unmatched for industry.
2: "'So be it, then. "'Now come to the divan, "'that I may there acquaint thee "'with the duties of my vice-gerent, "'and the burdens. "'Thou must henceforth, as my son, "'submit to share. "'Ah,
1: if the needful strength "'are only mine! "'But you shall strengthen me. "'Your wisdom shall upraise me, whensoe'er I droop or fall.' exit
0: the great square in front of the palace night spirits of the lamp engaged in building the palace
4: there the first stone is fast and stuffed with golden coins get me but free stone now and i shall build a pace
0: two others advance through the air with massive blocks of stone
4: here's stone for thee A lovely marble, white as milk,
3: with veins as blue as 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 air, air gleamed through a young young maid's skin. Out of the Caucasus we quarried them, and swift have posted hither, yet not fast enough for you. A band of of shepherd youths sat fluting on the cliff. The The fairest of their maids, unseen of her, we caught, and from her rounded throat the napkin napkin tore away. That with her her bosom we our marble might compare. But straightway spread a purple bloom o'er all her, her breast, breast of maiden, maiden bashfulness. Look, Look with, with a, a laugh, we cried. The marble child is, is like thy bosom, white and full. Yet blush so sweet as close thy breast, no stone can show.
4: Who brings me lime? Ho, oh, lime! I say. Now be alive. Here's lime from Hindostan, dug from, from the, the central
8: earth, a dazzling white. But sprinkled,
9: sprinkled here and there with blood at the, the dead, dead hour, hour of midnight, midnight by, by the king's command, the head of a
3: blaspheming rebel was to fall. Then to the, the scaffold, scaffold we upon our errand flew. Loud rang, rang the axe; his, his blood shot heavenwards in a stream, but mixed with it, the lime will have, have a firmer hold.
4: Who'll fetch me from the north a granite corner stone?
3: Here is a stone, a sacred stone, a sacred stone will, will last for I. We stole it in far Norway, from a peasant band who bore it from the quarry to their monarch's grave, which newly had been closed. Here's dew upon the stone will harden it against the tooth of wasting time, for tis the tear of sorrow given to parted worth.
4: Who now will bring me carvings for the cornice here? Into a giant whale we too transformed ourselves,
3: and down beneath the ocean's foam and sedges plunged, till far, far, far in the south against an isle we drove, all netted round with coral and thick clustering shells. These from the ground we tore away, and on our heads set like a wreath the whole red jagged labyrinth for thee to fasten in festoons around the wall.
4: Where now shall I find pearls and radiant carbuncles?
3: We come rich laden from the vale of diamonds, that's fenced and girded round with precipices steep to mortal tread forever inaccessible upon the distant rocks some merchants throng, agape in hopes to see the eagle to his nest return for round about his talons lumps of meat they tie and when into the vale he swoops upon his prey to sate his hunger on the snakes and vermin there the diamonds cleave unto the beef beneath his feet and every merchant has his nest and thence he hopes to find a fortune wafted to him through the air Today their hopes were fated to be dashed, for we swept for ourselves away gems, eagle, nest, and all, and left the gapers standing pale in blank despair.
4: Who brings me pictures now unmatchable in worth? See, here they are,
3: my friend. To Italy we flew. Beneath the silver moon a pair of lovers sat, and the bride sang a tender lay to her guitar. Unseen, beneath a pile of ruins they were hid, which in that country's tongue are Herculaneum-styled. A main we dived, as dived the wild geese in the sea, deep down into the earth, and brought these pictures thence. Magnificently they will deck thy great saloon.
4: Now where shall I find gold, my mouldings to enrich?
1: See, here is gold ore, sufficient and to
3: spare. We winged winged our viewless way to to Africa's lonely waste. The midnight cool hung o'er it. On the the tawny tawny sand sand, the moon shed tawny light. And tawny lions round and round round the the desert desert roamed. roamed, And with their claws tore up the tawny gold in masses from the spongy earth. And and in the the filmy moonlight tossed them to and fro. Ten steers we flung them we from Barbary had brought. And whilst the lions lions were
4: dispatching these,
3: we took the gold. Such lumps lumps thou
7: never never hast till now now beheld.
4: And now for silk, is meet to deck imperial walls. From China,
3: from the wood of mulberries we come,
10: Where in the starlight clear the silvery
3: brooklet runs, And countless silkworms spin their webs unceasingly. More than we bring thee here, thou'lt scarcely lack, my friend.
4: Who'll fetch me pillars now, to bear the palace gates? To tourist sky we, we clomb and, and looked around. There, in, in the vale, a herd of elephants we saw, trampling a peasant's cornfields, cornfields
3: down into the clay. To punish to this wild pastime, on the plain we swooped, and from the creatures wrenched their tusks right cunningly. Look, Look here, what sickles hast thou ever beheld the like?
4: Now in the cold moonshine I'll pillars carve from them. But copper for the palace roof Who next will bring?
9: Two mighty armies were encamped
4: in
3: Tartary. The ground was strewn with helmets, shields, spears, shirts of mail, and every shield was blood-red copper of Japan. These seemed to us right handy copings for the roof, and so from every hero there his shield we stole, though he had laid it down as pillow for his head. When they awake at dawn, lo, every shield is gone. Good! They, they will have, have to wield, wield their swords to more, more accounts.
4: Now for a diamond staff, to crown the tower withal. A youthful king,
3: milk-bearded, sat upon a throne and slept, the scepter in his left hand upside down, and dreamily he swung it, like a baby's toy among a slavish horde, so that the last remains of order disappeared, and all to chaos fell. In anger from the feeble hand he wrenched the staff, Here it It will shine, shine, and and boldly boldly heavenward heavenward still aspire.
4: Thus do I crown the whole with the ruby's lustrous fire.
0: He puts the coping on the peak of the tower, and then contemplates the building.
4: Oh, see, friends, how the moonbeams, softly gilding all, are smiling on the new and snow-white marble wall. Her moist rays curiously peer through the window bars. The pinnacles are bright and twinkle like the stars but now from distant oceans verge the morning glows and on our copper roof a furtive glance she throws how day will marvel when it sees the palace there born in a night and yet so perfect and so fair ah look there how the dome towers proudly into view go fetch me brightest tints Bring thou an azure blue, and thou dive southward, far into the deep dark sea, and bring a purple conch right suddenly to me. Then roses I will paint shall bloom midst leafage green, when garden roses long to dust have withered been. Thee next I'll sketch, Galnari Thy swan-like bosom white shall fire thy children's children with still new delight here shall the youth enamoured gaze and say full oft our grand dame's bosom oh how full it was and soft whoever would believe that time so old and hoar, could give such beauty birth for ages to adore and when his hair is grey his eye will glow anew with all its youthful fire her likeness here to view Thus youth and age will rise, and wither, and decay. But in the picture she bloom freshly as to-day. See how she smiles. Ho, spirits, quickly do my will. Here tis a shade too small, and here too ample still. No more, tis nobly done. But hark, what cry was there?
0: THE COCK CROWS.
4: RED-CRESTED WATCHMAN CALLS. WE SENT THE MORNING AIR.
3: NOW MOUNTS THE SUN, THE EARTH WITH GOLDEN GLOW TO CHEER. WHEN MORTALS WAKE TO TOIL, WE SPIRITS DISAPPEAR. THEY VANISH.
0: THE HAREM. GULNER IN A BRIDAL DRESS.
8: THE DREADFUL HOUR APPROACHES. HOW I TREMBLE. Deliver me, kind heaven! Once hast thou saved me and brought me by a miracle to him who reigns alone, supreme within my heart. How happy was I then! But oh, kind Allah, didst thou release me from the tiger's claw that I might fall a victim to the bard? Oh no, that cannot be! It must not be, for then thy mercy had been cruelty. Ah me! What fate was ever like to mine, bound to a man I loathed, then in the hour of my despair, saved by a youth divine? Oh, how I love him! Thou slim cedar, thou! Like palm leaves waves thy undulating hair, thy kindling eye is like the antelopes, and like the crimson tulip are thy cheeks. The moon shines in the firmament of heaven, not half so fair as thou in that of love. What freeborn pine-tree on the rocks doth lift its head so high and haughtily as thou? Yet was a shepherd's mildness in thy glance. Love's gentle yearnings nestle in thy heart. Oh, how he loved me, and how blessed was I! But woe's me, severed suddenly again— Alone within my chamber I am left to mourn the piteous loss, until the tears of my despair are stifled as they flow by the dread news of fresh calamity. O cruel father, wilt thou sell me now to some coarse creature of the boorish mob? How blessed is woman in the Frankish land! There her best feelings, all she prizes most, are not condemned and trampled in the dust— Man doth respect her there, and cherish her as nature's fairest blossom. There a maid calls for herself, and is not handed over the mindless bondslave of an unknown lord. The husband there for mistress owns his wife, and there the lion lets himself be led, gentle and tame, by beauty's leading strings. Oh, that must be a good, a glorious land would I might live there. Yet I would not, no, for then were I still farther from thy side, invisible, beloved one of my heart. Oh, if thou wert no phantom of a dream, appear, come forth in thy youthful pride, strong as a lion, as a tiger lithe, warm as the sun, and lovely as the moon, Thine own love calls to thee in her despair. Oh, come and bring her rescue from a strait more piteous and more cruel far than death.
0: Enter Solomon with Aladdin, the sweet and court gesture.
8: O oh, heavens!
0: throws herself at Aladdin's feet.
8: Good angel, hast thou heard my prayer, and hastened hither from the vulture's claws to save the frightened lamb. My Gabriel thou, for my sake hast thou left thy glorious home in paradise above.
1: My dearest bride,
2: Solomon aside. What means all this? I thought to find her still bathed in her tears, and overwhelmed with grief. I had my father's sternness all prepared, and now, instead of scratching out his eyes, as she declared she was resolved to do, down at his feet she falls, and worships him as an archangel. Well, well, I must say, they are strange creatures, these same women folk.
8: Oh, most unlooked for chance! Oh, sweet surprise!
2: How? Oh, chance? Surprise? Reflect, reflect, Gunnar! What will this hare brained creature come to next? Thou wert prepared beforehand.
8: I prepared. You told me I was destined for a wretch, a miserable slave you called Aladdin.
2: That miserable slave, that wretch, my child, is he you clasped so fondly to your breast.
8: Art thou he?
2: Yes, my love. Compose yourself. It gives me joy to see you weep no more. Yet must you not give full career to mirth the gravity which evermore should grace a princely forehead is a flower that scorns the rain of tears and sun of smiles alike for only in the shade it strikes her root and blooms the fairest in an arid soil
11: merry well said that's my opinion too
2: she neither sees nor hears me
11: talk away i'll lend a patient hearing to thy saws while the young folks are in each other wrapt.
1: Gulnare to Aladdin.
8: And that great lovely palace, is it thine?
1: No, no, thou dearest of all womankind, that is thy temple and the throne of love.
8: And thou, my bridegroom?
1: Yes, beloved, yes.
8: I know not if I wake or if I dream. If waking, I am blessed past words to tell. But if a dream it be... Oh, sweetest dream, sink with me in the slumber of the grave.
2: They're both in such a state of ecstasy. I cannot make them hear.
11: Stay where you are. I will approach them and perform your part. My dignity will not be compromised if they shall turn as deaf an ear to me.
0: Goes up to Aladdin and Gulnare, who are conversing in the background.
11: The ruler of the faithful, sweet young people requests you will attend him to the palace, where, for this hour and more, in the great hall, a most select assemblage waits your coming.
1: The golden hour invites us, my sweet bride. Bliss waves us onward. Let us haste to meet it. Jester pulls him
11: back. Here, my good friend, haste goes with measured step. At court, sir, ceremonies govern all. And, pray you note, I'm master of them. I, an office which from immemorial time has with the jesters piously been linked. First comes a lengthened train of negro slaves, with sabres and with halberds in their hands, to keep aloof the mob of lookers-on. Then follow the viziers and privy council, these are not negro slaves friend they are white next comes the sultan neath a velvet pall attended like a shadow by his fool and only then the princess and yourself appear upon a handsome dromedary
0: he arranges the procession and then makes a sign from the windows with his bauble and exclaims
11: now blow ye rascals all your trumpets blow as fierce and loudly as your lungs can strain let cannon thunder bells by thousands ring and all the world in joyful chorus sing
0: they go off in procession africa Nureddin seated at his table buried in thought he lets the stylus drop from his hand into the box of sand and sinks back exhausted
12: Ah. Why art thou hostile to me still? My hand is weary with long toil, My eye is dim with staring into vacancy. Where'er I draw my lines, all, all is blank, And bare and barren barrenness sand. To the mountain still they point near Ispahan, there do they seek the lamp's small eye of flame. But woe is me! All bootless is the search. Without the lamp, I stumble in the dark. For what I seek is with the magic lamp linked closely, wholly, yea, inseparably. This much, alas, I see too well, too well, O oh execrable fate! "'A cursed boy! "'Long, long ere now thy wretched frame is dust, "'and thy bleached bones lie freezing in the brook! "'And can it really be that mortal hands "'shall never more obtain the wondrous lamp? "'Is there no measure, none, I still may try? "'Or have I tried them all? "'Full well, I know, open the cave again, I never can.' And all that has relation to this cave. As, for example, what befell the boy is shrouded from mine eyes that see all else. It is not true. Thou liest, Norredin. What prevents thee seeing further? Ah, tis this. I would not even confess it to myself. I shrank till now with shuddering from the sight... For all too well I knew what I should see The loathsome livid body half decayed Now that is past A whited skeleton What's horrible in that or grim to view? Down, weakness, down Courage, I'll probe again. That glorious cave, the seat of every joy, shall be no more to me a den of woe.
0: He punctuates and drops the stylus from his hand in affright.
12: fright. Oh heavens, Allah, Mecca and Medina, happy, a oh prince, And on the eve of wedding the sultan's daughter, Master of the lamp, saved by the ring which I, I like a fool, placed on his finger, fury deafened hell, WHAT DEVIL ROBBED ME OF MY MEMORY THAT I COULD THUS SO TOTALLY FORGET MY MAGICAL RING? AH, MALAPERT, AND THOU ART REAPING NOW THE FRUITS OF ALL MY TOIL, PLUNDERING THE TREE I PLANTED? I MUST KNOW HOW ALL HAS COME ABOUT. I MUST AND SHALL. STRAIGHT WILL I CALL THE WATER SPIRIT HERE, THE ONLY SPIRIT FROM WHICH MY PRESENT POWERS CAN NOW CONSTRAIN OBEDIENCE TO MY WILL
0: makes signs
12: thou spirit of the stream appear appear answer thy master
9: all that he demands the water spirit appears what wouldst thou with me ho be brief and let me go i cannot keep my shape for long but must escape on every side and flow now trickling fine and slow now tumbling white as foam where'er my fancies roam and ever must i range in sunshine and in storm and pass from change to change and shift from form to form
12: thou art a feeble spirit but still a spirit and as the denizen of yonder world know'st more than he Who summons brought thee here. Say, then, Who twas that drugged my memory? How hath it chanced That I forgot my ring, And by what
9: spell Have I been cheated thus? The little golden snake That wears a diadem Of precious stone and gem, Blood-red and emerald bright, And diamantine light. The little golden snake Doth at the water quake, She is no water-snake. She is no water-snake? It is for her to chill, Where dreary billows scream, She shuns the sphere of dream, She loves the palpable. She loves the palpable? Her home is fixed and still, The vague desires that rise, BEFORE THE SCHEMER'S EYES, ARE BANISHED THENCE away. SHE BOWS TO NATURE'S SWAY. SHE BOWS TO NATURE'S SWAY? IN MEAD SHE LOVES TO STRAY, WHERE NOBLY fashioned FLOWERS BLOOM ON THROUGH ENDLESS HOURS, WHERE FRESH BUDS STILL UNFOLD, AND TIME IS NEVER OLD. She bows to nature's sway. Own I not nature's sway? Thou art, to dreams, a prey. Her bounds they will not bide. They reel from side to side. Mere foam-flakes are they chaste, Or oceans formless waste. The little golden snake Doth at the water quake. It is for her too chill. She is no water-snake, she loves the palpable. Am I not palpable? Thine is a rebel's will against creation's course. Thou dost essay by force its limits to or leap, And far beyond to sweep. Thou dost not own the ring that girdles everything, The little golden snake is nothing but the ring.
12: At that I do not quake. Success shall soon be mine. Soon shall I find the lamp, and brightly shall it shine.
9: It bears a life divine. It burns not in the damp.
12: And when I've won the lamp, mine too shall be the ring.
9: The ring shall hold the lamp. But not the lamp, the ring. My wish I'll soon command. Yet both go hand in hand. The lamp burns near the ring, The ring shines near the lamp. To flout me is thy care, And dark distrust to shed. The temple's dome in air Must meekly lift its head, That on the altar fair the pure flame may be fed.
12: Untruly hast thou spoken, thou silly vaporous
9: thing. Thyself the ring hast broken, thou ne'er shall find the ring. Ah, babbling idly yet, thou wilt again forget.
12: Vanishes. A philosophic spirit, grant me patience. The stupidest of adults that lives on Earth will mix you physics up with metaphysics, proprieties, and ethics. What the plague has ethics and propriety to do with magic? Pshaw! A moral necromancer! The art, for which our ancestors subscribed allegiance to the fiend with their own blood, is to be practiced now on moral rules? Zounds! Every day the world grows worse and worse. I never could have fancied any spirit was such a fool, even though he were mere water. Enter hinbad
10: How, brother, what does all this fury mean? You used to pour at night within your room as still as owls by daylight where the wood is thickest. What has roused your anger thus?
12: Tomorrow I set out for Ispahan. For know, my brother, that the wondrous lamp is in the power of that audacious boy who... I believed, was dead.
10: Good heavens, the lamp?
12: Thou art my brother. Unto me thou owest whatever thou hast learned. More hadst thou learned had zeal kept pace with thy ability. Tomorrow I set out and hope the best. But destiny is cross and full of guile. Then swear to me, and by the prophet's tomb, thou wilt avenge me like a faithful brother if I should fall a victim to my foe.
10: I swear to thee as brother and as friend, if thou shalt fall, no thirsty tongue did ere long more for water in the wilderness than Hinbad's dagger for thy murderer's blood.
12: Tis well. Then take this talisman. Thou seest that now tis black? If it shall turn blood red, it is a token of thy brother's death. Exit.
10: And is the lamp then really on the earth? and no mere figment of a bell-dame's tale? Is this not one of your old lies in a to titillate your shallow vanity? So then, your crucibles, your fumes, and stenches have borne some fruit at last. In sober sooth I fain would be the lord of such a lamp, naught could be handier to one who loves like me to link his pleasures with his ease. Then as I sat a nights and wished some girl within my arms who had my fancy hit, I rub my lamp, and there she lies like Eve, and I, like Adam, straight in paradise. Then, when I want to eat, no need have I to plague myself about a stupid cook. I'll send my spirits off to help themselves to the choice viands of the sultan's table, eat my fill, and have the jest besides of thinking how his majesty is starving. Water shall no man mingle in my wine. I shall have every cellarer who does strangled at once, for to mix wine with water is a high crime which merits instant death. Such rascals as I relish not I'll have hanged by my spirits on a gallows. Jests and bushels shall my darling lamp supply. To be a sultan were an easy thing, but I will not be one. I'd rather reign incognito and at my own caprice. All things which men call duties I detest. It is not wickedness, no, by my soul, 'tis only love of ease, and that I take restraint upon my inclinations ill, and that the world is a mad world, and he the greatest madman who would govern it, and he that is the sagest angles on in troubled waters till he bites the hook of death himself at last. This, in few words, is my religion and philosophy. Well, go, Nareddin. I can scarcely blame you for seeking to dispose of that same boy. I will direct my course by your example, and in due season, on the self same grounds, essay the same experiment with you. For such a lamp is worth a little stroke of private murder, even between brothers.
0: EXIT Aladdin's palace, the great hall, Aladdin and his bride, Solyman, Zulema, Morgiane, the vizier, and numerous guests
2: seated at table. "'Magnificence like this I ne'er beheld. "'But say, my son, when everything beside is perfect, "'wherefore is that window there, in yonder farther corner, incomplete?'
1: "'My lord and father,
2: all my happiness is to your goodness due,
1: "'and therefore I, as a poor token of my gratitude, "'have left this single window incomplete, "'that you might put the final hand yourself to this fair structure.' You alone might have the praise and glory of the perfect work.
2: Charming! Aladdin, you enchant me. All my artists shall be sent for with the dawn. Now, by your leave, let
1: dance and song proceed to give a daintier relish to our feast.
0: Aladdin makes a signal whereupon enter a band of fairies, some dressed for dancing, some with instruments. When the dance begins, sings the chorus...
9: Spring, spring is come, come swell softly in its leafy slumbers the young bud, how red, red swells, swells beneath.
6: Tinkle then ye strings, like brook and forest glades.
9: Loud now as birds, birds in, in spring sing, ye beauteous maids. Every bosom now is glowing with love's fires,
7: age itself anew is thrilled with fond desires.
6: All the earth doth wear a garniture divine, Freely sprinkle then,
7: the golden, juiced wine.
6: With its glad and nectar, brimmed in God's full,
7: Love's consuming, consuming ardor, moderate and cool.
6: Mahomet he
7: sighs not, see his smile divine. Myrtle wreath,
9: bids welcome, maidens, love and wine. Let her
7: praises loudly
6: echo through the hall, Who, who a fairest roses, fairest is of all. Singulara's Lara's charms, serene and soft and bright. We shall sing Aladdin's
7: prowess in, in the fight.
6: In her scarf hast
7: thou been toying, Zephyr, say? Love's delicious
6: honey bringst thou thence away? Say, hast thou been sporting amongst her dusky hair That sweeps in crystal waves and down her shoulders fair?
5: Hast thou in her
7: blossoms mirror peeped
4: and seen there thyself reflected in its ivory sheen, hast thou drunk enchantment from the musty air, linger
8: for a while
6: among the hollows there? Answer, Zephyr, answer, haste not not to be gone,
10: tell me every beauty thou hast looked upon.
6: Zephyr hence, go whispering on through woodland ways, here resounds the hero's trumpet song of praise. Though he ne'er hath pitched his tent on listed field,
5: Hear, O world, the glory soon to be revealed.
6: Stars shall quail before the gleaming of his spear, Even the sun shall fail before his falchion clear. Hordes of slain his steed in war shall tremble o'er,
10: Waiting to the
6: hoofs, incarnadined with gore. Every young maid's lock shall murmur, O oh, to be manacles of gold to clasp and fetter thee. In his good sword, flashing from its sheath, shall gleam, Elements that war, that each of words supreme. Water when at peace within his arm it rests. Fire when it is whirling o'er his, his foeman's crests. Loud its iron tongue shall in the battle hour Peel the war note shrill of its death-dealing power. Joy, thy glory puts the poet's skill to shame. Thou shalt sweep the desert like a blasting flame. Strong in righteous wrath and readily arrayed. Death, unfailing death cleaves to thy falcon's blade.
7: See where now, well, now with panting, panting breast and kindling eye, to nuptial room hand, linked in, hand in hand
9: they hie. O, oh, the, the blossoms, blossoms, love sweet flame, shall ripen there, when to stem so stalwart nestles rose, rose so fair. On with song and dance, ye maidens, and unbind the wreath of lilies woven
10: that in her
9: hair is twined. Crown her in their stead with hyacinths to be
7: emblems meet of beauty, strength, fertility.
0: End of Part One, Act Five. End of Part One.